But don't you own a freaking headphone? Hey, welcome to the first or second edition of the Mets Mob. My name is Len Belello. I'm here with David Grover and Rob. I'll be late to my funeral. Houtman. Guys, why don't you say hello? What up? What up? What's up, everybody? What's up, Mets fans? Yeah, we're here to talk about, you know, the Mets season in review and things that we find important and and topics that I think a lot of people are interested in. And we love your feedback. Please leave a comment in the comment section on SoundCloud. Um, so, Dave, let's start with you since you were on time. Give the folks your two-minute analysis of this season, happy and sad, or in between. You know, this was, what's the word? Is it bipolar? Is it manic-depressive? It was really a crazy season, right? It had some of the best highs, excitement, fun, great players, great comebacks, great manager. No, very, very few bad losses. It was ninth inning, bad losses, bad fundamental, none of that. Everything was great, amazing, excellent until the very, very end. And that's what makes this season really so frustrating. And I think one that everyone's going to always remember for years and years and years, because I can't remember a season that was this great and exciting, but ended so badly at the end. I would agree. I would, um, you know, I was a little less dis I mean, disappointed. There's so many, you know, Brandon played. I mean, a lot of guys had great years. It was a pleasure to watch, you know, Buck manage and and the team and, and his postseason or postgame press conferences were always great. And he knew what he was talking about, unlike, you know, idiot Callaway. And, you know, Luis is a good guy, but he wasn't ready. To, I mean, he's, you know, he should be managing Iona College for a couple <laughs> of years, you know, and then move up to the to the majors. We had a batting champ. You know, we haven't had that in a while. Um, you know, we'll talk about Jake in a moment, but. Overall, it's hard, you know, it's hard, you know, it's hard to be disappointed. We kind of shouldn't have been there. I mean, we should have been close. You know, the, the, the we shouldn't have lost to. I mean, the Padres are good. They got good players, you know. Rob, what do you think? Not that I care. <laughs> well, with, with a lead-in like that. Um, I remember at the end of April, I remember reading in one of the major newspapers that they said, what did we learn after the first month of the MLB season? And the first, right. the first thing they let off with was, and I, and I sort of quote, I'm, I keep trying to find this article and I can't, but basically they said, what did we learn? Nobody's catching the Mets. Right. I and I remember that. reading that and I remember saying, wait, it's the end of April. It's the end of April. How are you saying that? Um, but you know what? For a good chunk of the season, that is exactly what it looked like. And I think the three of us can agree that for the first time ever in, in our conversations, be it here on a podcast or individually, none of us ever said, what was Buck thinking? Never. What was he doing? Never. How moronic. I mean, it, it, really? Until the ear gate. <laughs> in, in, Buck, in Buck, we trust. Best manager I've ever really seen. I mean, Best I can't manager. really. I mean, I was a little. I mean, I was. I remember obviously, um, you know, David Johnson. I don't know Casey Stengel, but I've never seen a manager that was that good, both on the field with his tech, you know, the way he ran the team, but also probably not spoken enough 
in the clubhouse. One of the best clubhouses you'll, you'll ever see. Best clubhouse is, and you're right. Davey Johnson was basically, I don't know if we'll get letters or get sued, but he, uh, according to Ron Darling and other people who wrote books, he was like an alcoholic and that team was stacked, man. You had good and strawberry, you know, all these great players, you know, they, they, they probably should have won. I think everybody agrees. They should have won at least two world series, you know? Uh, but that was the eighties. People were doing, you know, drugs and the whole thing. But I would agree. But what what did you think about the wax thing, man? You know, Chris Russo went on. Now, Chris was doing it a lot to get ratings. I get it. But Chris Russo went off on Buck and the wax thing. Dave, you're known for having a lot of earwax. What do you feel about that? (laughs) You know, well, first of all, let me start with one thing. Like I just said. In Buck, we trust. So almost everything Buck does is magic. I have a man crush on Buck. I do. He is amazing. Now, that particular, I don't have a problem with it. I heard people criticize it. I don't understand why. Buck saw Musgrove was dominating. He saw there was shiny stuff on his ear. The ball had amazing spin rates. So my question is, why not? There was always two things could have happened. A, it could have rattled Musgrove. Or potentially got him thrown out of the game. What's the downside to what he did? Nothing. What? Nothing. Musco's going to try harder. He's going to pitch faster. Or be- it's not going to change anything. So to me, it, it had upside, no downside. Why not do it? Completely agree with D Grove. And what I would what I would ask you or highlight is the fact that if you guys noticed that the the Padres players kept calling timeout. And they kept taking a step back, and they did that. And the, the the broadcasters mentioned it. They did it to rattle the pitcher. They did it to throw him off his timing. So if that was their way of doing it, nobody mentioned that. Nobody said, "Wow, how childish!" Or what's he? What are they thinking? It was. I thought I respected. It. I thought it was a good move to throw the to throw whoever it was pitching yep. off their game. Why not? If if the Met players weren't doing it, why not leave it to Buck and to Degro's point? What do you have to lose? Yep. D Grove, you uh rumor has it you spent uh fifteen hundred bucks uh, per ticket for the last game uh at City Field, but you were too cheap to take an Uber to the game. Uh <laughs> tell us about the atmosphere. What time did you get there? Did you get there early? Was everybody on their feet the whole time? I, I was there in 2015 when we beat the Cubs. I think it was my first met it was my first playoff game ever. And I was just floored by nobody sat down for nine freaking innings. Was it like that? Tell yeah, us yeah. how it was there. I've been to a ton of playoff games since. Of the uh, Mets? Many, many Mets playoff games over the years. Yes, they haven't been in that many, but I've been right. in most. I've been in most and did you scalp them. each time you went? Like, um, Yes. Uh, yeah. no, some years some years I had season tickets okay. or partial. And they yep. used to, back, in the, back in the day, if you had a partial plan, yep. they'd give you ask, access to every playoff game. Right. I don't think they do that anymore. Leonardo, but, you know, are I you got, trying to get him arrested? Is that what's going on? Is that, is no, like scalping's, a, you know, scalp meaning, you know, stub hub, ticket master, that type of thing. Yeah, I wonder if, yeah. if this whole thing is a ruse to get him busted. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, so I, you know, I got there early. I did the tailgate thing. I got to the stadium early. The place was absolutely electric right for about two and a half three innings <laughs> <laughs> right and then the air just came right out of that cloud so that camera came out of the crowd so it was you got to feel what it's like there for hardcore playoff baseball and then it really went away pretty quickly unfortunately did you stay till the end oh of course i still yeah. i i never ever will leave the game early rob two players that surprised you positively this year and one player that surprised you negatively this year 
positively, I would go with, believe it or not, Alonzo. Really? Who was a better hitter. You know, he historically, to me, has been yes. the reincarnation of Dave Kingman. Dave Kingman, as you full well know, in the course of a regular season, would hit 212 home runs with uh, 17,000 strikeouts. Right. And bat 212. Alonzo had an impressive amount of homers, an impressive amount of RBIs. But I think Degrove, keep me honest, I think he finished it around 270. He hit for average. He didn't. He was he was good. He, he was hit for average. Player. And, and then, the, your disappointment would be? Well, you didn't give me a chance to say. Oh, what's the other player. one? Okay, sorry. And the other one was um, uh, Lindor. Because I never pay attention when you talk, so as you can see. <laughs> exactly. By the way, the world's worst host. Um, right. uh, I would go with Alonzo. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Lindor, because... Um, it's oh, the other one. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, because everybody was saying, you know, well, is he never going to adjust to New York? Is he a small market player who came to the big city and, and lost his way? And I think this year he proved no, he is, especially given the, the current environment, a star. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, when we grew up 30 years ago, batting 270 doesn't make you a star. But the, the numbers that he put up, the homers, the RBIs, he, I think he surpassed um uh what's his name uh help me jose reyes and a couple yep. of that short stuff the disappointment had to be and well i guess this is a good a segue than ever than anything to grom yep. because you know every year you look at this guy and you say if healthy if healthy he only had i think 11 starts five and four yeah yeah so, i agree um i would say even though he's a mid-season guy and he's kind of shaped like me, uh, Daniel Vogelback. And, you know, I think if he can just learn to hit the curveball, they found him out the last kind of week or so. He can't really hit an off speed, but he had some clutch moments. And even, of course, uh, you know, I even, you know, a lot of people know that I'm Leonardo from Manhattan on WFAN. And last year, I'll admit, I called and I would say, you know, that it looks like Francisco Lindor forgot how to play the game. And he did right. a, uh, he's a good guy. He's a team player. People get energy from him. So I was very pleasantly surprised. And even say, you know, Escobar, even though he batted 240, he seemed like very clutch, you know, when he was on. And of course, Marte, I mean, we, I don't know when he, we have him signed through, but he's, he's definitely on the team next year. And let's, let's talk about it. So, so who are free agents? I think, well, uh, Dave, add, you know add, who the free add, agents add, are, right? Let me, let me add my, uh, my my opinion. Well, if we go everything, we're going to go more than 40 minutes, right? So okay. So we, we, we so appreciate well, your well. opinion. So now we're going to segue to you. Okay. Who are the free agents and and who who's coming back, do you think? And, and who should we get? Wow. There are, you know what sucks this year? There are so many free agents. And usually when there's a lot of free agents, there are guys who are happier free agents. Hey, these right. guys get off the books. They're making too much money. Everybody's a free. So basically, four out of the five starting pitchers are free agents, right? Jake, Bassett, Walker, and Carrasco. You got the best closer on the planet in Diaz. You got Adovino. You got Trevor May. You have um, another good bullpen guy. Oh, you, Lugo. But and I guess the only good point is I think that Nimmo is the only offensive player that's a free agent. And he's important, but I'm saying he's the only offensive player that's a free agent. So there's just a lot of free agents, and that's going to be a problem. And I think that Steve Cohen has a ton of money. I think he's going to sign as many as possible. 
But realistically, I mean, they can't sign everybody. Right. So, you know, he's going to make a big play for Jake. He's going to probably resign Nimmo. Diaz uh, is a free agent, too, it says here. Yeah, I said Diaz. I said oh, you Diaz. said Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to sign Nimmo. I think he's going to sign Diaz and make a play for Jake. And then I really don't know anyone else is a crapshoot. Well, who offline, D-Grove, who do you keep saying he's going to go after? If. Go ahead. If we lose Jake. Yep. You might see Mr. Aaron Judge in right field <laughs> next year for the New York, New York Mets. I don't think you know, if, they give, if he gives Jake his 40-something million dollars, I don't think it's going to happen. If he starts losing his, his free agents, he has money to spend, why not? Jake's what, 34? How many years do you – I mean, how do you, anybody know how many years he's asking for? Five, six? He's going to want four to five, I'm guessing. And he's going to want 45 million a year, I'm guessing. Anything and over 35, I say, go work at 7-Eleven. I don't care. Okay. Right? Now, We've, yeah. I, I mean, logically, I agree with you. But what's the alternative? You get to, you know, you eat you know, uh, you, you look at like pitchers that can eat innings, right? We got a decent offense. Maybe you get another couple of, you know, Richard near, if you're listening, um, he always says that we need a big home run hitter. So maybe you get, you know, I don't know. Is, does Greg Luzinski have a kid that's uh, 25 years old or something? Mm-hmm. You know, you get some big right-hander that, you know, bats 240 hits like 40 bombs, you know, maybe you get something like that. But if, you know, remember when David, Wright, Like we had insurance, on his contract, but we had such a long contract. We ended up eating that. And it, you know, the rules are the rules. So, you know, even if he asks for 45, doesn't he know that that's taken some of the money away of players that we can get? Does he, do you think he cares? They go for, they go for the most money. You know that. So he will go for whoever offers him the most money. Although the problem we're going to have is he may want to be cool. You know, he he lives in Florida with his young kids. Yeah. He may want to be in Atlanta. He may want to be in, in Texas. The only problem is if he wants to be close to home. Otherwise, I mean, Steve Cohen can match anybody. But there's not a lot of free agent pitchers out there. That's You got Verlander and uh, the guy on the, on the Giants. Those are the only two big free agent pitchers this year coming out. And Bassett. What if there's anybody, is there anybody on the farm pitching? There is no starting pitchers on the farm that should be available this coming year. That's a problem. They're gonna, yeah, they'll slide Peterson. They'll slide whoever. But there's really no... Now the farm system in terms of top level talent is pretty bare. Oh, Brandon Nimmo. Do you think he had the best year of his career? And it's, you know, he's, he's 29. Maybe he's got two more good years left at this level. Uh, 274 batting average. If you equate that to night, you know, according to Rob to 1995, that's probably a 304 next. Oh, let's also remember next year. There's no shift. Is that correct? I was going to mention that to you. So when you take, a player like a Vogelback, who mm-hmm. they leave the left, they literally yeah. leave the entire left side open, or even a Lindor, who they leave the entire left side open. Do they with him? I didn't know that. Okay. Did. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't notice that actually. No. Yeah. Um, so these guys are just naturally going to be even better, or I don't know if better is the right word. Better might be a compliment, yeah. but the field will accommodate their weaknesses. Maybe that's a better way to put it. So their their numbers will be higher because they can't stand where they know they're going to hit it. Right. I mean, Nimmo's a good player. He he plays well in New York. He plays hard. He's a good guy, a good face of the con- one of the faces of the franchise. He's not a star player. He's not going to be a star player. Made the All Star game this year. He wait was he you no? Know, did he make the All Star game this year? 
He did. I don't know if like voting, but he was like the second guy, you know, like okay. the. Uh, yeah. Leonardo might be confusing that he actually went to the game. He bought a ticket. And he, uh, he <laughs> you're right. You're right. He did go to the game, but he was, you know, he, he could have he probably went to the game. So he made 7 million this year. What do you think? Like, is he a 15 million? Like, what do you pay a guy like that? Guys 15 like, for six years, maybe? Those guys like that do make about a hundred million dollars. Yeah. He's going to make it. I think, I think you got it there. 15, six years, 16 for five years. I yeah. think he would take that. I think he would take that. Yeah. He'll get about a hundred million. Where the Braves, you know, they got everybody locked up to the end of time. What's the name Brilliant. of the Braves manager? I can't even tell you who the Braves manager is. Who is Snick, Snicker, Snicker, Snicker. Is he good? Is well, it? they won a World Series. He won a more more World Series than almost yeah. every Met manager. Right. Yeah. But you know, the Braves are brilliant. I love what they do. They go out there. They take these kids in their first year, these young stars, give them these long term contracts. Lock them in for cheap. The players are happy. They get big money at a young age, and then they, the Braves have them for cheap for so many years. But uh, do, do other teams try to do that? I mean, there's got to be a downside, right? These guys could be busts, right? And maybe the agents don't even want them to do that, too. I don't even know. What do you think? Well, that only happens to the Mets. Uh, no, the Mets haven't really done that. But it look, the Yankees did it. It didn't work for them. They did it with um, Hicks. They did it with yeah. Severino. It doesn't always work. But, you know, something. it's worth a gamble because, yeah, you're right. The guy could stink after one year, get injured after one year, and you're stuck with an eight-year contract. But Hey, we'll uh, be right back with more of the Mets mob after this message. You know, no one wants to be in a car or a motorcycle accident or a slip and fall that causes physical or mental damage. And even construction accidents are on the rise today. But if you or a friend or family member are injured, you need a professional and understanding law firm that has experience in getting the most for their clients' injuries. And you can find all of that at the law firm of Grover and Fensterstock. They are a premier personal injury firm located in New York City, and their track record is excellent. They have years of experience working and winning for their clients. Now, they offer a free consultation, and they only get paid when you get paid. So how do you get in touch with them? Well, you call David Grover at 1-866-99-LAWYER and mention that you were referred by the Scandal Sheet Podcast, one of your favorite podcasts, of course. So David Grover at Grover and Fenster Stock, 1-866-99-LAWYER, 866-99-L-A-W-Y-E-R. You'll be glad you called. And we're back. Okay, so let's uh, change the subject a little, or just kind of move on to the next topic. Um, what was our next topic, Dave? <laughs> let's see. We're on the review. We're I mean, on free. Is, the Mets choked this year. I believe that was that was something we said. Do we consider what happened choking? So, what do you think, Rob? Uh, no, not at all. Um, Definitely not Willie Randolph style choking for sure. By the way, that was choking. Uh, this team had a won 101 games. Yeah. They played really, really well. You know what happened though, Leonardo? What? Braves played better. Let, let's pretend for a moment that I'm a really fast runner. I'm not. I'm painfully slow. But let's pretend that I was super fast and you and I raced. And I get out to a nice start. But because you're faster, you catch up and you beat me by a step. Does that mean I'm slow? No. Does that mean I choked? No. Just means you're faster. I think that's what happened here. I would agree. And um, 
you know, if we did choke, I think, you know, it was to the Padres. I don't know if they had, they just outdid us. Chris Russo said they got, you know, they got good players on the Padres, right? You, you know, you got the Los Angeles uh, Dodgers in your, in your division. I don't know if there was, you know, there, there was no cheating going on, but they did rattle Bassett and, and Max, gosh, I mean, Dave, you mentioned they got him signed, but do we get 80% of Max next year? And, you know, 80% of Max is actually, you know, probably 16 and eight, I would say, which I'll take, but, or do we get 60? Like, does he, you know, he had what, two stints or one and a half stints on the DL this year. He missed about three weeks and then maybe a start or two. Like how many, how, you know, plus or minus two starts. How many starts do you think Max gives us next year, Dave? Ah, uh, 15, 20. Ooh, that's you low. know, he's going to he, look, he, you start. I think he stunk at the end of the year because of his oblique. Yeah. I don't think it's, he was that. I think he's hurt. And yeah, he'll probably heal that over the year. You know, in terms of choking, while I agree with you guys that I, you can't say they choke because they actually played 600 ball. The second no, choking the in the playoffs, we meant. I meant. Well, I, I think they. Year. I think they choked well. against. I think the starting pitching choked against the Braves and the Padres. Yeah. I think that you know, yes, injuries certainly played a part of it, but Bassett wasn't hurt. He was terrible against the Braves and Padres. Uh, Jake was bad against the Braves. Scherz was bad against both. You can't have your three best pitchers choke like that in the biggest three game series of the year. So there to some so well, no, if he's not he, healthy, is it choking? I mean, I know Bassett, he was healthy, and DeGrom, you know, did what he needed to, but I guess, like you said, Scherzer, if he was hurt, that was the best he could do. He was leaving those things up there, like at letter high, letter height. And they were just, you know, a lot of home runs. These Padres were at 22nd in home run. Oh, uh, you know, and they, they were hitting home runs like uh it was the the Colorado Rockies in 2012, you know. Leonardo, were the Padres a better team? Are, let me change that. Are the are the Padres a better team than the Mets? No, but they're not that much worse. Like in a you know in a seven game series, you could. You right. know, and if the Mets are healthy, if you know, and Jacob, I mean, gosh, I mean, uh, you, you want to like uh, <laughs> you want to show something that Jake never sees or rarely sees. Show him the number seven, as in seventh freaking inning right i mean how can he be the best pitcher in the league oh he's so great i can't when does he go into the seventh inning stop babying these guys well also yeah. Leonardo, don't forget in addition to scherzer and and degrom who we believe we can't confirm because we don't know for sure right. but i think it's a fairly educated guess but also uh, i think we're forgetting some uh, a big marte Marte is the is was the offense that made the that made the machine go and they missed Marte. I mean the guy. If it wasn't the playoffs, I doubt you would have seen him out there. I mean the guy's the guy's finger was wrapped like the guy like like he put it in the middle of a corner on the cob. Yep, he's a, he's a good player. They missed and him. He well, he, he's one surprise. of the best. Yeah, he's one of the best all around players when you consider power, average, defense, arm, and speed. I mean he's got everything. He does so much for that team. And, right, he's sure. and he was born in 1988. How old does that make you feel? <laughs> How old does that make you feel? I was in college, so yeah. Well, I'm only 26. So Rob, uh, you have the choice of two Mets to take to lunch, and they're paying, and they're retired. Who do you take? That they have to be alive. They have to be alive. Yeah. Huh. As of um, now. Okay. 
So you can't say John Stearns, unfortunately. No, I'm going to go with Ed Crankpool, who was there from the very beginning, literally okay. the first year. Why? Because, my God, the stories that, that this guy could tell you of Casey Stengel, of being terrible in the mid-60s, of winning it all in uh, in 69 and in the, the early 70s and then playing and then being crappy again in the in, and Seaver leaving. The, the, the history of the mess that this guy could tell you is staggering. Uh, and then the other guy is Wally Backman, because I figure at some point somebody's going to accidentally bump into him and he's just going to beat the crap out of him. And that's going to be kind of funny to watch. <laughs> I would probably do Felix Mian. I hope he's still alive. I, he is. I used to love him as a kid and I waved at him when I was like 12 years old. And I think he waved back to me. We were out, you know, he was shagging flies. And I remember that. And he uh, used to choke up. And I think the next one would be Rusty's dead, right? Is Rusty dead? Yeah. Rusty's yeah. dead. Yeah. By the way, when you say Felix Mann would choke up, you mean he would cry playing with you? No, no. He would choke up the oh. bat. Shut up, Rob. Oh. Um, I have to go for Lee Mazzilli. I think we'd have a nice Italian lunch. And, he, you know, I used to love when he was on SNY. I don't know what, what he's doing these days. I know his kid was kind of in the major leagues for a cup of coffee. I don't know if he if his kid ever made it, made it, but I know he was in AAA. And his time with the Yankees wouldn't bother you? Not at all. Okay. Dave, who would you have uh, a nice uh, Jewish uh, delicatessen <laughs> meal? Well, I'm gonna still. Who would you have a, t- you have a tongue sandwich I'm with? I'm gonna still Lee Mazzilli. Now I'm gonna steal one from you because Lee Mazzilli, but for another reason, he was a superstar when I was a kid, and I love those old Mets yeah. horrible teams of the late '70s, early '80s, and he was there in '86. So I get, I would get a combination of those terrible teams I loved and the '86 team. My second choice, and I'm really, I almost can't say this out loud, but I'm. I, can I guess? Can I guess? You're gonna get. I you you're gonna know. I think you know what I'm thinking, don't you? Are you, you gonna say Bruce Bosclair? Nope. I'm, I'm close. Lenny freaking Dykstra. Lenny oh God. <laughs> now I I, I I didn't say do a line of coke with. <laughs> well, I just figure if you're gonna get the most entertainment, the most information, the most crazy stories. Yeah. Yeah. He, he might get arrested. He might kill me. He might kill the waiter. I get there's a risk involved with that, but can you imagine the conversation, the things that all come out during that lunch? No, I, I can't imagine understanding a word. <laughs> well, that, well, that's the problem. Too. But you're assuming his his teeth would be in, yes? <laughs> I mean, I'd have to have security just in case, but yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think uh, it would be something you'd never forget. And hopefully, yeah, especially when he said, uh, hey, I'm going to, I'll pay the bill. I just got to go to the bathroom. And then, uh, Two hours later, you realize he's never come back. <laughs> so yeah, that that was I was kind of on the fence with that one, just for that you know for the whole uh, getting arrested issue. But outside of that, yeah, yeah, you, that would be the most interesting. Cool. Uh, we'll be right back with the finale, the last few minutes after this message from the Arrival Live podcast. Hey there, even though you may know me as Leonardo from Manhattan, I'm also Len from the Arrive Alive podcast. Now, if you ride a motorcycle or have a friend or a family member that does, 
you want to be safe and enjoy riding. So I would recommend listening to the Arrive Alive podcast at arrivealivepodcast.com. I started the show after being in a motorcycle accident, and we're up to 55 episodes so far. We've had great guests, men, women, doctors, lawyers, and everything, you know, Hollywood movie stars on the show. So if you want to be safe and learn how to really enjoy riding and have a peace of mind while you're riding, please visit arrivealivepodcast.com. And I'm very happy to be your host of that show. And now back to the rest of the Mets mob. And we're back. Okay, so I think we all agree that we were mostly happy and we were, you know, a little bit disappointed towards the end. I think we have, you know, uh, you know, I'm a regular caller. Most people know into WFAN on the Richard Near show Saturdays from 530 to 830. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I called up Richard Near, uh, I think it was like May or June. And I said, Rich, I'm depressed. And he said, why are you depressed, Leonardo from Manhattan? And I said, you know, there's nothing wrong with this team. They love each other. There's no uh, rodent gate. You know, remember last year there was a rat and, you know, you know, they we got the best manager we got we got the best owner and we got players that are really good that love and respect each other and are friends with each other and they're all playing like at, like like that like the back of their baseball card and i was a little depressed that i had nothing to be depressed about so do you think i'll be more depressed next year are we like let's 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 call let, let, uh, what's the over under for 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 wins next year, what do you think? Is it well, 101 again? I mean, because we got off to a great start. Yeah, but it's way, way, way too early. You know, the, the team that you saw this year is, is going to be com almost completely different next year. There's going to be a lot of moves. I mean, that, that goes on all the time anyway, but especially now with so many free agents and a lot of guys that aren't going to be back. So I, at least for me, I couldn't answer that because I think it's, it's big time uh, TBD. It's a lot of pressure on management for sure, right? Right, yeah, Dave. But you, yeah, but you know, we—I think we have a great GM in Billy Epler. I think he did an amazing yep. job in the off season. Not so much at the trade deadline, but a great job during the off season. And you got an owner who's going to spend like crazy. So I think we, we're going to come back with a team that should be projected to win over a hundred games. My only concern is, like you said, Leonardo. A lot of players this year played up to their baseball card, and that doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Players have bad years. If you think about this year, right, at this entire team, top to bottom, how many players had bad years? Like Nobody. McCann? I mean, they're, they're, McCann, uh, he had an average year. He's not really a great hitter, yeah. but yeah, you're right. Everyone had good years, so that's hard to that's hard to. Replicate. Let me flip that on you. Did they have good years because they had a great manager that was uh, – supportive and knowledgeable and and they were in a good atmosphere or you know, cuz that made, how much does that contribute you know to a good season they maybe I don't even I'll give you $5 if you tell me who our hitting coach is I have no clue do you know yeah I'll take 5 it's uh Chavez Oh Julio Chavez yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's uh And they uh, Chavez no, it's Eric Chavez's brother. I forgot his first name. But the boxer? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Chavez is the uh is the is the hitting coach. Okay. I owe you but, five bucks. I'm gonna charge you for your uh, spot earlier. But, but I do agree with you that yes, 
good manager, good hitting coach, good atmosphere definitely made a difference. There's a little bit, you know, a little bit of luck makes a difference too. Yeah. You know, everyone just having a good year. Rob, closing thoughts on this season and your outlook for next season, which you kind of gave, but you know, Rob's yawning. It's uh, past his bedtime. This year was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And at the beginning of the year, you said, would you take a Mets team that wins 101 games, majority of the year in first place, you got a batting champion, and you'll make the playoffs for the first time in a billion years? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, So I thought it was a great year. And, uh, you know, look, Hopefully the team, whatever team stays, will also learn from this. I mean, I think that's another big difference between the Mets and the Braves. The the Braves are World Series champions and they know what it takes to win and they know what it takes when when the when the when the games are on the line. The Mets didn't know that, but maybe now they do. Uh, for next year, I'm going to I'm going to make a prediction as a as a tribute to my friend Leonardo who once said that Stephen Matz was going to win the Cy Young. <laughs> and I'm going to say Darren I'm going to say Darren Ruff is going to be MVP in 2023. <laughs> is Stephen Matt still in the league? Uh, Dave, I was going to ask you something slightly different, and now I forgot. Oh, on a scale of 1 to 10, now the Yankees had a, a decent year. I mean, we finished better than them in record, and they had a shitty second half. Do you think the Mets – have st- at what percentage, if there is, and I think we would agree there is, do you think the Mets are starting to flip this town to a? Because remember, in the eighties, right, the Mets completely flipped New York City to a Mets town. Now the Yankees are still pretty good. What percentage do you think the Mets have have flipped this team to more of a Mets town? Would you say based on this year? I mean, there it definitely flipped it. 50, 60. I mean, it changed. I mean, yeah. this is more. And there's really, honestly, two reasons, two words. Steve Cohen. Thank you. That's, you got a passionate, wealthy owner that's not going to be selling off players and going on the cheap. This team should be good for the long term. He's going to spend money. He doesn't need to make money. He's in yep. this for fun. And he's going to bring in as many players. And he's also going to be smart. He's not stupid. He's not going to go out and buy, you know, do stupid things. He's going to be smart about it. Right. But he's spent a ton of money bringing the right players, the right organization. And I think, yes, the Mets are on the way to changing this town because they're going to be good for a long, long time. So in the last two seasons, just a quick, Steven Matz is 19 and 10. Now he's five and three this year, believe it or not, with a five and a half ERA. And he was 14 and seven the year before. He's 31 years old. Is he afraid, you know, he's injured. I think can we, yeah. can we end the podcast on this? It's October 12th. And we're in the the first we're in the first game of the NLDS the division series, right? right? Leonardo, who's going to win the World Series? Go. Well, coming from the studios of uh, the Arrival Live podcast, supported by what's the name of your law firm? Fenstock and Grover, Grover and Fenstock, Grover and Fenstock, Grover and Fenstock. Now, do you guys own it equally, or like how'd you get top billing there? I just, I grabbed the uh, corporate books first and I put my name first. Got it. And specializing in personal injury. uh, And you'll hear the phone number at the end of the show. Again, um, Dodgers are winning it. I think it's uh, easy to call. What do you think, Dave? Too easy. Best team, highest payroll, tons of depth. I don't, 
love the manager. I don't love Dave Roberts. So there's always a chance he could screw it up. I'm going to, I say, yeah, I'll pick the Dodgers, but I'll tell you what, if it was Dodgers or everyone else, I would pick everyone else. Meaning I think there's less of a 50, 50 chance Dodgers win the world series, Okay, but they're definitely the one that's got the best shot. And Rob, and for you kids listening at home, make sure you you make a, a note in your uh, make a mental note. This is the first time the Mets mob is going to be in full total agreement. L.A. All right. Well, that's all, folks, for Leonardo in Manhattan, Dave Grover, and Rob. I'm so good looking, Houtman. So long.